there's a, a story that Napoleon Hill tells in his book about a man in the early 1900s who was caught, in, caught by the gold rush fever. He wanted to make a lot of money in the gold rush in Colorado. So he borrowed all the money that he can possibly borrow from his friends. He put in his life savings and bought very expensive machinery and headed to the richest mine in Colorado. Unfortunately, he never found gold, or a lot, as much gold as he expected. He only found enough gold to repay his friends and his family and to repay for the machinery that he had purchased. He got quite discouraged and sold all his expensive machinery to a junkyard. Now, the owner of the junkyard said, there's got to be gold around here somewhere. So he hired an engineer to scout out the area. And they found that the man who had spent all his money and his friend's money and his family money was only three feet away from gold. He told him where he needed to dig, he dug, and he found the treasure. This is not only a sad story, but it's also a happy story. It's a sad story for the man who, who, gave, who gave up and who put all his money and his friend's money into finding gold. However, it is a very happy story for the intelligent and very creative uh, man who owned the junkyard. Why did I pick this story to reflect on today? Because our faith is very much like that. And we read this gospel and the epistle today to remind us that we are preparing, we are a few days away, we are a few feet away from seeing gold, seeing the birth of Jesus the Messiah. And that Jesus did not just appear he wasn't just some random figure in history who studied and learned and then became recognized and acknowledged. The birth of Jesus was prepared from the time of Genesis, from the beginning of creation, in fact, after the fall of Adam and Eve. And although this gospel for some, perhaps for many, may have seemed a little long, and the epistle may have seemed a little long with very abstract names, it is actually very exciting to realize that the treasure that we have before us is not random. Jesus was not randomly chosen to be the Messiah, but he was prepared from a special lineage all the way from the time that Adam and Eve turned away from God. God promised the Messiah. That Messiah was prepared within a particular family and finally was born. And these are very important nuances to focus on as we prepare for the birth of Jesus. And I encourage all of you, in the midst of the Christmas rush and the busyness of everything that we're doing, from decorating to purchasing gifts to purchasing clothes and food, to sit down at least with these two passages in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 1. Sit down and read it, and don't worry about trying to pronounce the names accurately. Even I don't think I pronounced all of them correctly. But sit down with them 
and especially, as I've often mentioned, with a good Catholic study Bible, and look at the footnotes to figure out who these people are. You know, we all, especially in traditional cultures, people want to know not only your name, they want to know your father's name, and sometimes people want to know your grandfather's name. I personally can't name my great-grandfather's name. But imagine being able to name 14 plus 14 plus 14 generations back. Imagine being able, you know, now with all these kits that we have before us, people can identify where they are from. Imagine actually being able to name every single person in your gene genealogy for 46 uh, generations back. This is what was important about the birth of Jesus and as was recorded in the Bible. And particularly in the, in the Gospel of Matthew and the letter of St. Paul to the Hebrews, they mention se several names, but some names overlap, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We all know that Abraham is our father of faith and actually all religious traditions, uh, the major religious traditions of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam recognize Abraham as the father of faith. And here we have the list, the genealogy of how Abraham is in fact not only the father of faith, the people who that followed him, but how Jesus is connected to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In addition to these long names, we sometimes overlook some very small words in the, in the epistle or in the gospel that actually help us understand why we read what we read. And it's very important to read the Bible very slowly and reflectively and not rush through it. So as we were reading it this morning, maybe you got kind of distracted and you focused on one thing and not the other, and the importance of sitting down and reading the Bible carefully is to focus on all aspects of the text. The, the, tech, the, the obvious aspect of the text was a list of names. In the epistle, we have three, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then a list of six, and then, then a generic category of all the prophets. But towards the end of the epistle of St. Paul to the Hebrews, which starts about the importance of faith, that they experienced something and felt something because of, their, because of their belief in God, even though they had not yet seen it. That's the key aspect of Christmas, is that we see what was promised to them and they were faithful to and were persistent and patient in. The end of the section that we read today reads, And none of these despite the positive witnessing of faith, received what was promised. For God had something better in store for us. So they were not to reach their final perfection without us. Two very important us is in this epistle. The reason these are important is because we sometimes only see the names of those who preceded us. But yet the fulfillment of God's promise is fully realized in us. When we prepare ourselves to celebrate Christmas and when we prepare ourselves to realize that Jesus is not just another child but our Savior who is in our midst. 
And then in the Gospel of Matthew, something very similar where St. Matthew says, Now all this came to pass that was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted, God is with us. They waited. They believed, even though they did not see. We wait, and we see, and we hope that we believe. This is the beautiful treasure of Christmas and the special importance of coming to celebrate Christmas as a community of faith, to see an element of Christmas that is beyond gifts, clothing, food, and gatherings, although all that is important. Sit down with your family and reflect on this journey of faith that the entire Old Testament prepared for, and from the time of Christ up until today, all the men and women, especially your family, that has celebrated sacred traditions, not just as customs that we pass on, but a living faith that we, that we live and we pass on to those around us. This is why on this wonderful day, we read these long lists of many other people, but most importantly, we need to remind ourselves that we need to include ourselves in this list of men and women who had faith, who grew in faith, and who live our faith.